Welcome to the Why We Hike podcast, where we explore the highs, the lows, and the whys for going outside. I'm your host, Ford Thunder Erickson, and boy howdy, that intro rhymed real good. So good. And actually, guys, you're listening to the Turnout Podcast, but we are here with Ford Thunder Erickson. Did I say your name right? Yeah, you pronounced it correctly. Oh, good. And we are so excited to have you on our podcast today. It is the greatest honor of my whole life to be on here. You are literally the best. And I'm not. We we are big fans. We... We are huge fans. So I don't even know where to begin. So first off, I just had to say, so Ford and I met because of Abby Ayers, Murder Mm. Mystery. Yeah. And that's how Ford and I met. And that's how we have him here on our podcast today Mm. at this time. For those of... (laughs) For those people who don't know what you're talking about, can you explain, like, what are you, what is this murder mystery? <laughs> uh, do you want to take this away, Ford, or do you want me to? Do you want to, like, team this? I have to tag team this because I have a hard time explaining this. That's why, like, I haven't well, posted anything on Instagram about half the time. You haven't posted anything? Well, like, not for, not as much as everyone else because I have the hardest time, like, I don't understand how to word it concisely. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, so, uh, honestly, people are like, what even is this? And I'm like, yeah, just I'm like, watch her I, uh, stories. I'm so yeah. <laughs> watch her stories like i don't want to explain it yeah it's too it's hard to explain <laughs> yeah so well point is, so abby airs she it has been an influencer for a mm. year uh she got a haircut a year ago and it was a not a good haircut <laughs> and she yeah. went viral for this video for this and it was so, mostly viral yeah. like because of her reaction because she was yes, laughing so hard and like so cute she's so funny. funny yeah yeah Meanwhile, she is really funny yeah 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 <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then and then she, a while ago she wrote a murder mystery and she mm. was saying that she wanted to have people over to her house and she wanted to do a murder mystery, but it was lame because she couldn't find a game that the host could also participate in. Mm. And so and then also she it was so expensive. So she decided to write her own murder mystery game. And then she thought it'd be funny to make a video out of it, and then she thought it'd be extra funny if she got a whole bunch of singles together to participate. So my side of the story is I saw that on Instagram, and I just decided that I was like, this is actually something I would enjoy. So I applied. Yeah. Also for so you didn't know Abby before this though. Uh uh-uh, uh no I I didn't know who she was. I just had a friend tag me in like the initial post. Oh okay. But the initial post was also because she Abby also hadn't like really totally conceptualized what the thing was going to be. And she even says that now. She's like, I didn't know what it was going to be either. Yeah. And so it kind of kept like changing and morphing as things came together because she even said she's like, well, this got a lot like bigger than I originally thought. She was like, I was just going to like film it on my phone. <laughs> and then she had like a full oh, wow. film crew and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I just got wow. tagged in the post, and I seriously did not understand the post. I was like, <laughs> my friend just said, you should do this. And I was like. Girl or guy friend? Uh, girl. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, I read over like five times. I'm like, I, I really don't understand <laughs> what this is, but, yeah, sure. Sure, I'll do it. And I didn't care at all because I was like, I don't understand what this is. I don't know who this person is. So, like, I don't care if I don't get it. So, in the application, like, I just put, like, the weirdest stuff on there, like, just put all the like the craziest things that just first popped into my brain on there 
because I, I was just like, I don't have anything to lose. Like, I don't care, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, just go for it. But then it all kind of worked out. It really did. It turned right. out. It turned oh, my out. gosh. Oh, Look at that. Really wow. Because yeah, God did. knew we needed to meet. Absolutely. This yeah. is 100%. Me. I'm so glad. Yeah. All right. So just going into Abby and the murder mystery. Oh, man. In acting. Yes. Let's talk about that first, and then we can get into kind of more about Ford and your story. Oh, wow! So much start. to talk where, about. Where do we actually start? Because, um, okay, first let's. Okay, you didn't know Abby. We talked about this already. So your friend. Mm. So then you made a video. Yeah. Um, did I, you put a lot of thought into that video? That the initial because there was like two applications, right? Yeah, there was two like applications. Yeah. The first initial wave. I didn't make a video. Like I just had already stuff that was just like on my phone. Because, like oh. I said, I was like, I don't know what the you heck this is. Like, <laughs> I don't have anything to lose. Like, I don't understand what this thing that is. So, so if I get funny. it, if I don't get it, like, I don't care. Because I don't know what it is. And so I just put, like, all the weird crap I had on my phone That's, into so the application. Awesome. So, oh, so. Yeah, so if you want to see Ford's... Okay, I think we're on episode four, aren't we? And I no. really well, to well this out. it's confusing because the, there's, there's prologue, the prologue. which one, I, two, three. See, yeah. Than me. <laughs> I'm the biggest fan, okay? I'm a fangirl here. So awesome. Okay, so the prologue is where you see Ford and my interview, not interviews. What is this? A- parts of app- your videos, applications. Applications? Application yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see that, go to the prologue. How did you prepare for your character? Because his costume was out of this world, and you had this amazing book with, like, with all this information in it. Oh, that's the whole reason I had it. It was just because... There's so many I things. like... Because I... Because honestly, it was like, yeah, when I applied, and maybe maybe you felt the same way. I don't know. When I applied, I didn't really understand what it was. But even when I was like like on my way to the event, I'm like, I still don't entirely understand <laughs> what I've gotten myself into. Even like halfway through the event, I'm like, I still don't entirely understand, understand how this is going to work or whatever. Not in a bad way. Yeah. It was kind of fun that way. I didn't I really didn't know. But uh, yeah, so I was like, okay. I mean, they said like, okay, we need to like learn our character. And there was like, they sent us like the kind of our bios and how our characters interrelated with the other characters and like brief bios on all the other characters and like the story. And so I was like, okay, like I don't want to like show up and then maybe everyone else like, and I just don't know anything. So I'm like, oh man, I got to like put all this work in and like. And so I was like making note cards and hiding them in my fake Bible and like all this kind of stuff. So I had like a cheat sheet, like all this kind of stuff. And I know you did quite a bit of studying I too, did. right? I totally do note cards. Yeah. I want it. I love murder mysteries. And I was oh, like, you I said want that. to yeah. know. I want to know. I want to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was so funny because I like did so much preparation. I knew every character. And I yeah, like you had did. this like idea of who maybe what the murderer was. Uh-huh. Um, and then I get there and then Jess, she's just going over the script. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And she's like, who are you? And I'm like, the maid. <laughs> it was so funny. And yeah, I feel like maybe you, me, and then Tyler, he really mm, cared too. Yeah, he, he studied a lot too, yeah. So, so it's just funny that some of us like went in there like, <laughs> yeah. I'm so prepared. Others were like, meh, YOLO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I could definitely tell you were prepared like from the minute like so when i okay so you know when i showed up it's hard to even put <laughs> it into words yeah so like when when i showed up they're like okay wait in this parking lot 
and then someone will come get you yeah, kind of see, thing. And so you're yeah. still like, I don't really understand what's going on. They're like, <laughs> yeah, shuttle me, shuttle me to some place. Some random person that I don't know. Yeah. 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 And so this guy came and picked me and Kellen up and then he dropped us off to, there was like you and Jess and maybe a couple of the yeah, other no, girls. I don't yeah. remember who all was there. And they just dropped us off there. <laughs> and so, I mean, I know they said like, okay, once you show up, like, you need to be in character kind of thing. But I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, but I didn't, I don't know if it's like right when we show up, they're like filming right then, like right as we show up kind of thing, but yeah. they weren't. And so, but like I was like in here. Oh yeah. Like all you yeah. guys were like, so me and Kellen are like, you know, we were chatting on the ride over there. Like, Oh, what's your name? Blah, blah. And then we show up and we're like, Oh, what are you guys names? And you're like <laughs> the full on British accents and stuff. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But, but we're really like, oh, so, cause we're like just kind of waiting there. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah. But really like, you know, so like, where are you guys from? <laughs> And you guys, like, especially well, you, Brooke, like, you would not crack. Like, you were full on character. And I was like, wow. Well, because she's committed. Abby's dad picked me up from the mm-hmm. parking lot. And he told me there was a prize. And whoever oh, stayed in character right. the whole entire night, like, they won the prize. And I was like, that's going to be me. I want to win this prize. I could, I could tell. And so that's why I was in that character acting so freaking weird the whole time. Even no, the you were... were rolling. I was no. like, I hopefully if anyone's watching, literally I'm in character. Hello. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, it was say, it was unbelievable. So first of all, to clarify, Ford, you were the priest. Yeah. Right. And Brooke, you uh-huh. were the maid. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. two were by far the best to watch so far out of everybody. I was dying. She's just saying that. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. Listen. Nope. I literally was watching with my my sister, and we both said the exact same thing. She was like, "Uh, yeah, this is hilarious. Because, Brooke, you were, like, feather dusting everything. Oh, (laughs) man. Yeah, she was – she did not stop. listening in in conversations, and I was dying. Just knowing you, I'm like, oh, she's all in. Like, she's going for it. And then, Ford, your face – this past episode, watching the debate at the table, <laughs> I could not survive it. It was so funny. I oh, I just couldn't do it. It was hilarious. So you two were so fun to watch, though. <laughs> you might have not known what was going yeah, on, but thanks. you were nailing it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, poor thing. So, we – yeah, so we – after that, okay – also, I hope you become famous because of this last episode. You were so funny. You were funny. You were so like, funny. So funny. <laughs> but also, okay, so we go in after this. We all do like our entrances. Mm. Mm-hmm. You had an amazing entrance. You read the Bible. Yeah. And they didn't show it, which was so <gasps> dumb. That, that uh, was, I was one thing. Because I, I wanted to see that. everybody's entrances. Yeah, they didn't show anybody's entrances. You know, like someone like, like Meredith. I was telling Meredith when I saw her last night. Cause I could, cause they had like us like inside the house, and so yeah. we were just kind of watching behind a like glass door, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't really see what was going on. But like Meredith was like walking up, and she was like full on like rapping or something, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm excited <laughs> oh, to yeah. see." She like no, wrote a rap or something. She did. Yeah. But then yeah, they didn't. They like showed her like grooving a little bit, but then he mm-hmm. couldn't hear what she was saying. I was like, "Oh dang, I wanted to see that." So hopefully, there's like maybe some behind the scenes episode. Uh, there's gotta be, man. There's there's so much stuff. I feel like. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, okay, yeah. can we talk then, about? Yeah. Oh, okay, Brick, keep continue. No, I what? Yeah, well, because then after that, then we went in, then we found out the real rules. It was like a bachelor bachelorette thing. Yeah, that's what we learned it yeah. after. And whoever won got to go. To, they had to go on dates with every single person, uh-huh. and then they had to go to Blanding. <laughs> yeah. I say they had to. It was an opportunity. <laughs> it was the prize. They, they had oh, to go no. to Blanding. <laughs> 
So that's amazing. So, okay, so uh. just to clarify, you guys, and I don't even know if the audience knows this yet, but you guys had no idea this was turning into some kind of bachelor, bachelorette situation. Well, no. I mean, you did? Well, she had like said, it's like, I knew it was some kind of murder mystery thing, but then also <laughs> I didn't know how, but she was like, okay. Like I knew it was, had something to do with like dating. Because it was the but blind I didn't, date, murder mystery blind, blind date. Yeah, but I didn't, I don't think anyone knew. No one Even the halfway probably, through the event, yeah, I was like, I don't understand how this is exactly turning into like a dating show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just trusting the process here. I, you know? I just thought it would just, I literally thought it'd be murder mystery and then it just happened to be everyone didn't know each other. And it was yeah. So it was like a blind people. date. Yeah. 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 So that's so, what I thought I w- it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's very kind of funny but so <laughs> confusing knowing, yeah so then i'm like oh so i maybe don't want to win this and be in my character yeah. <laughs> but you know i had so much fun i literally yeah. i love murder mystery so i was all about it oh and, man you're killing it we got dares but mm. okay i was gonna Before say it, so just to yeah. clarify the winner the person who gets to be the bachelor or bachelorette is the person who stayed in character this is what i'm getting from the episodes stayed in character the whole time did the dares and then was there any other way to get points yeah i mean the entrance did you already mention the oh entrance? You're, no 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 okay so the entrance anything else yeah i was like i mean they had judges so right. like they had I mean, it was pretty impressive like it i was. didn't they had judges like they're on site but they were like <laughs> we could we didn't see them because like okay. when the camera crew was filming it was like it was somehow like yeah they were like watching the monitors with all like the microphones and everything so they were watching us the whole time and then like kind of like factoring in points and stuff like that okay gotcha so yeah so you were all given a dare each of you okay gotcha my dare was to kiss someone with like halloween teeth in your mouth (laughs) i like that they called it monster teeth i've never heard that but it's really funny (laughs) and ammon abby's husband gave me options of which ones that i could put in my mouth and then so I, i got to pick Oh, really? That's a good behind the scenes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why did you pick the one that that you chose? (laughs) I mean, I thought it was like the ugliest one. And Anna was like, you should probably do that one too. Because if I was going to do it, I was just going to. Got to go all out, man. You got to commit. You're going to go all out. And my thought process was on, I'm like, freak, like, who do I kiss? Because I don't want any of the guys to think I like them. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, because this is like a joke thing. And I was like, who's so chill? And also. My character. Who would be so funny to see the maid kissing someone? And yeah. I was like, okay, wait, yeah. the priest. And also Ford is literally so cool. So I was like, this, he's the one. He's so, that was a great honor. <laughs> and so, but the thing is, I didn't, and then I don't know if you guys seen Abby's live video. It was last week, right? Oh, man. Ford, it was out of control. You don't really like, you don't like kissing. Not particularly. Yeah. So no. thing, I made him kiss me. Oh. No, you're good. It was great. The it teeth, was... man. <laughs> it was... nice, yeah, it was... I think that's what I need, you know? <laughs> you um, need. That scene oh was gosh. one of my favorites. Obviously, it was so funny. Brooke, you were just like I asking for a kiss. It. And for the whole time, you were like, wait, you didn't watch I it? I watched it, but remember, I was like, put my eyes oh, closed yeah. the whole time. Oh, yeah. I filmed Brooke while, because we all got together and like watch each episode, <laughs> everybody in the cast. And I so I like filmed Brooke. I filmed <laughs> Brooks like, no. Brooke while sh- that scene was playing, yeah. and I actually need to send you that video because it's really it's really yeah. funny. Oh I want to see She's that just video. Like, freaking out, it's really I funny. It. It's like just so cringy to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it Alyssa? Was it cringy? No, or was it funny. Absolutely not. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. 
<laughs> do you really think it's cringy? No, I would. I don't have to say that. It was so funny, especially because. Please just everybody, please go watch that scene. <laughs> Ford, the whole time you're like, you know that I can't, and and Brick, you're just like, nope, you have to kiss me. So funny. There's no option. I was and dead. I was in the moment too. I was like, what if he rejects me? I that was literally a you, thought too. I was like, what if he you rejects could have me? been rejected? No, this is like literally humiliating, and embarrassing. Like I can't. I'm like my mind, you know, yeah, is like oh. going that fast. I was like, just kiss me, just get it over with, please. The camera crow's looking well, at it, just kiss me. It was an intense. <laughs> it was an intense moment. Because it was. on, so it was, I think your head, you're like, I, I don't like kissing. Either. I don't like kissing. Well, I don't kiss. Yeah, because because on on the other side, I was like, uh, because, <laughs> like, yeah, you got to know my whole history. But like, I'm not like huge into kissing. But also like, I've only kissed one person. You know, yeah. and that was like that was like within the last two years. So like, I went well into my 30s never kissing anybody and so you know it's like a little outside my comfort zone yeah. you know and so that's that's kind of where i was at i was like oh crap well uh because normally i would probably just be like no sorry but i was like well it's like i've never had this situation before you're on it was tv like, yeah because i could tell it's like yeah you like you kind of went out there the cameras are like right there yes. and i'm like uh, I'd feel really bad if I did like reject it and it got filmed. I was like, oh man, that would be pretty low. So I was like, oh man, you know, maybe everyone would have loved it if you did reject me. Like, oh, it would have been juicy, but it would have been, no, sad. that would have been, that would have been harsh. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad I did it though. It was good. It was an honor, Brooke. <laughs> okay. oh, I'm so glad we're now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For life. For life. Seriously. Oh, yeah. For life. Yes. So, and then. What else? So then we did the murder mystery dinner. Hmm. You guys and, did not figure out. Yeah. yeah, it was hard. It was so hard. I mean, also because no one really knew like their characters. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and I was like, would have helped if I don't just like, spilling information that I know. I'm your mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I feel like we could have gone back and done it again yeah. and done a little bit better. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah, I could have like spilled more information like earlier on because even abby yeah. said that like she's like you know it's it's better if you're like because everyone has secrets mm -hmm. other characters have secrets yeah. but it's like kind of get them out there sooner that makes you it guys more kind fun of more complicated waited until the dinner right that's when like all this stuff started coming out or was or were people well, kind of did you start earlier like during the dare sections we were all yeah. like mm -hmm. kind of like mingling and like interrogating each other and stuff okay yeah and it was so hard for me because I was like, I'm the maid, so like I can't be like socializing with people though. Mm. So that's why I was like cleaning, and I'm like, and then um, Ryan, the doctor, he's like, hey, maid, get me this drink, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, sure. Oh, so, so I literally awesome. was the maid, and I didn't feel comfortable like getting a lot of information from people. Yeah, so that's why I was like literally trying to like. And that that is like encapsulates Brooke's commitment to her character in this thing it really does i don't think anybody else would have been like oh crap i can't just mingle because my character is supposed to be cleaning oh man a rule absolutely like i'm yeah. not surprised at all that that's the way it went down like not even like, a little bit i'm like i can't socialize i have to and like no one else would even flinch an eye at it but that so is like weird. I am so oh, weird. That's what makes you amazing. That's incredible. No, you're so funny. But yeah. you had literally the but yeah, you I think you and Ryan. Oh my gosh, Jess. 
We, an amazing crew, crew man. Ama- Everyone was so great. We really did. Everybody. And I feel like we can't say anything more because when this episode airs on yeah. Tuesday. But this episode, as in this podcast episode, yeah, or this okay. podcast episode, when it airs, yes. the next one can't won't even be spilled the oh. at six p.m. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. Okay, well then, <laughs> what has it been like after? So, like, you guys all hang out every time that yeah. uh, an episode comes out, and I think that's so fun and so cool. Yeah, it really is, really, really great. We have a good crew, yeah. and I don't think any of us—that's this sounds terrible—but I don't feel like we, like we would be friends if it wasn't for this experience. No. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you need experiences like this to pull people together. It's so cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like an cool. interesting group of people. Yeah, we never would have, like, <laughs> yeah, definitely never would have all, like, somehow come together as, like, a crew. Yeah. You know? it's but it's like, wow. Trauma. <laughs> yeah. This is a kind of a traumatic experience because it's, like, yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit nerve-wracking because, like, they interviewed us a lot and, like, interviewed, like, pretty, like, deep subjects deep, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like, yeah, when things start, like, coming up on the episode, you're like, oh, boy, I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what's going to come up next. No, really, though. That's yeah. every really, watch... I would have anxiety with doing that. No, but really, every time I watch, I have so much anxiety. And then after the show's done, I sit there and I'm still just, like, Mm. wound up like shaking so like it takes me a second to like calm down yeah that's that's scary you don't know what they're gonna put in at what moment and that's kind of how it's gonna be like painted you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. exactly and the questions they ask you guys oh my gosh they were so some of them were very deep oh man like wow we're we're getting some humdingers man i wasn't i wasn't ready for Um, it but i do appreciate ford you kind of lightened the mood with this um doll sitting next to you on the couch (laughs) and i need to know the backstory of that one oh that doll is so scary it is the scariest (laughs) toy i have ever seen in my life and you let it sit by you yeah and that doll's special to me because i mean i was telling brooke earlier you know kind of a weird guy so i have a few like babies not real life babies but like fake babies and actually have hundreds of tiny babies we can see them right now they're on uh, my desk and like mannequin heads and stuff like that i don't know that's kind of about my whole youtube channel it's that part of my personality kind of weird disturbing anyway um so that doll was found by my friend clutch whose his picture is hanging on my wall he's that mountain man guy so clutch was out in the arizona wilderness like hiking around off trail somewhere and he just found this really, really creepy doll, like just out there in the desert, <laughs> which makes okay. it even creepier. And he immediately was like, well, I'm going to give this to Ford. <laughs> and I wasn't even like living in Arizona at the time. So he like saved it for me until we saw each other a couple months later. And and he presented it to me. And so I've kept it ever since. And it's made an appearance in several of my YouTube videos. So it's just comes in handy. So I was just glad that she was there to support me. Yeah. That yes. little doll. Yeah. Your emotional support so doll. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Love her a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. guys, if you have any questions for Ford and I about the murder mystery, we will do a questionnaire. <gasps> mm. Yes. Brilliant. Instagram. Yeah. Brilliant. That'd be so fun. Yeah, that would be great. On the question. Yeah. Yep. If you have a question for Ford specifically, let us know and I will ask yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That'd be fun. Because it was a good experience, you know, overall. Mm. I thought it was yeah, totally. at first, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, it hasn't been that bad. Yeah, it's been good. It's been, <laughs> it, yeah, it's it been, a, been a it's been really awesome. Yeah, good for sure. Friends because of it, so. Mm. 
good experience. Yeah, it's been really, really good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really glad. Board here and yeah, love it. Okay, so now that we talked about that, thank you for spilling the tea. Let's get to know more about Ford. Ford is the coolest person ever. So <gasps> creative, so funny, and so we just have to get to know him better. Yes. So, so wow. let's start with the basics, Ford. Where are you yes. from? What mm. are you doing at this point? Mm. Tell us what's yada, going on. Yada, yada. <laughs> well, I grew up north of the border in Idaho, <laughs> north of the Utah border. Okay. I grew up up there in the one of the large metropolises of Idaho, known as Idaho Falls. Mm. If you grew up in Idaho, you know, if you're from Idaho Falls, you're a big city kid, you know? <laughs> Uh, but there's only like 50,000 people. Uh, but yeah, I grew up there and I loved it. Loved growing up there. It's really cold though. I'm afraid of cold weather. Um, what was the other question? <laughs> um, what are you doing now? Oh yeah. Where did you go to school? Did you go to BYU Idaho? Uh-huh. Yeah, I went to BYU Idaho. Really? Hey, yeah. yeah that's, that's where yeah, we what met. Year, yeah. What years were you guys there? We started 2011. Oh yeah. I was there. When did oh. you start? Uh, I mean, you don't have to say. It's. I moved to Rexburg in 2007, okay. and then I okay. left in 2014. But I was there for okay. seven years straight. We overlapped for yeah. sure. Yeah. We, yeah. Wait, yeah. Where were you living when you were there? Uh, I moved around a few different places. I mean, sometimes I wasn't a student, so I was like living off campus. But then I, I lived at all like the cheapest places I could find. So yeah. um, I know it's kind of an overused term, but kind of like the hood of Rexburg. <laughs> You know, yeah. the hood, the hood of BYU, Idaho approved housing. <laughs> oh, so places called Academy. No one's ever heard of it. Centennial. No one's ever heard of it. Great places, though. Yeah. Huh, so cheap. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and we had a washing machine. Can oh, you believe that? I, amazing. Bless. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we lived at Nauvoo. So I don't oh, know yeah. Nauvoo is cool, man. Yeah. Wait. I don't remember what year it was. Do you remember one time in the Nauvoo Lounge, there was like a large pancake party with like hundreds of people? I don't remember what year it was. Hmm. You know what? There's a lot of pancakes. Breakfast was a thing. There really are. Yeah. Especially like Sunday for dinner. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. But was, was that... Was this one was a I mean, that's a long big. story. Really long story. It's one of my favorite accomplishments of my whole life. Did you eat a lot and everyone knew? Please you share. No, it was, I really got into hijacking Facebook events Uh-oh. back in <laughs> 2009, 2010. And so we would just find random like events that people would make on Facebook and and then just like, like take over. Just go. And so that one, we just like looking around Facebook was different back then. It was like, it was happening, you know? And you get on there and there's there's some little party. It was just called like pancake party. There's like five, there's like five friends going, you know, just like this little like group of friends having a pancake party. And so we didn't know any of them. And so we just got on there and just started taking over. And back then you could invite all your Facebook friends in one click. And so we just started like commenting on everything. And I invited like 2000 people. In one click. And so then all of a sudden, <laughs> their little party all of a sudden has like 200 confirmed guests, 300 oh confirmed God. guests. And I'm like, campus, people are like, hey, man, I'm excited for your pancake party. I'm like, it's not my party, but thanks. <laughs> and uh, we just like 
It's, maybe it's kind of. It would be so cute if it, we actually remembered this party. Alyssa. I we know. Dang be, it. We weren't uh, cool enough to be invited. I mean, it could have been like 2009. I don't remember exactly what year it was. It was a while, 2010 maybe. But it was, I remember we just kind of tried to see how far we could keep pushing it. Which, it, looking back, you know, it's kind of, maybe it was kind of mean. So I apologize. But we just wanted to see how far we could push it because it was like I had some family thing going on. It was on a Sunday evening and I had some family thing at like, six or five thirty or something and and the party was supposed to be at like five thirty or something and so and like we don't know these people at all you know and so we just kept like commenting like oh man really appreciate if you guys would push it back to uh seven because i have a family thing and blah blah we just kept doing stuff like that but then they just kept like appeasing us at every turn the hosts and we're like huh well just keep going with it and then, like, eventually, like, more and more people started saying they were going. You know, it was like the confirmed guest count was getting really high. And I eventually became friends with the girl who was in charge of it. Her name was Mallory. And she was a really good sport. She, like, strangely was not angry at us. <laughs> Bless her heart. Um, but then eventually she... had to make she, a lot of pancakes that night. Yeah. Well, the thing <laughs> that was really awesome was after, like, a week or something of this total mayhem going on, she, like, posted on there. She's like, okay... I have an announcement because of the rapid influx of interest in this get together. <laughs> Navu apartments has decided to sponsor the event and no. provide free pancakes no to way. as many people. And we were like, what the heck? Oh my and God. so That's a good yeah. And when we, me and my friend got there later that night, cause I did have a family thing. So I was a little bit late when I got there, there was like hundreds of people. In the Nauvoo Lounge, and I was like, "This is my greatest accomplishment." Yeah. Wow. Probably to this day. To think, and you know, a lot anyway, that's a long tangent, but <laughs> maybe you never know I what. I literally bet at least like two people got married. Oh wow! Place. Yeah. Maybe. You never know what seeds were planted. I know. Yeah. If if, so. if anyone out there within the sound of my voice <laughs> remembers this pancake party, I think maybe 2010-ish, something like that. The Navu Lounge. All right. If you Please. could contact me, if your life changed as a result of that party, if you could if get you, contact me, it would it would really help me out a lot. It would lift my spirits. If you spirits. have any pictures from that night, please send them. Yeah, actually, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know if I have any pictures. That'd be so yeah. cool. That's so funny. Anyway, that's a long that's tangent. That's your BYU Idaho but, experience, kind of oh, show. Oh, I loved be I loved it up there so much. It's so much fun. Uh, sociology. Are you using that now? <laughs> Uh, Wait, why did you pick that? Oh man, uh, a lot of long stories. I guess before I answer that question, did you guys still want me like toward the end of the podcast to like tell a turnout story? Yes. Yeah, because that's kind of part of my story. Oh, really? This whole okay, my college, it. yeah, the oh, whole really? yeah my college experience. There's a okay. lot of things that oh, happen. Perfect. So. Okay, perfect. All right, so we'll save that. Yeah, save that to the turnout story at the end. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So jumping ahead then. So right now, what are you doing now? Uh, so right now, like a few years back, I just realized I was like, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I haven't really known what I want to do with my life. I didn't really ever want to grow up. Um, but then like a few years ago, I was like, you know what? Like, I just really like entertaining people in whatever means that may be. So I like making crazy videos. Uh, I've always wanted to start a podcast and then I finally did. I like playing music, like all this kind of stuff, acting and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? 
I don't have any like I don't have anything to lose. So might as well just like try all my free time goes to that. And so I just basically just try to keep keep my head above water money wise with like random jobs and stuff like that. And I've been really blessed recently to be able to find some really good jobs that help me out a lot. Um, and so I can be able to eat food and drink water yeah, and have a roof over my head while I'm working on like all my videos and podcasts and all my creative projects, yeah. you know, that hopefully some way, somewhere down the road, like I'll be able to make an income, you know, like a livable income off that stuff. So I that's basically totally what I'm doing. Will. I totally yeah. Do yeah. Well. No. So absolutely. We're about those two things. So he has a podcast called Why We Hike and a YouTube channel. What is your YouTube channel called? Is it just your name? Yeah, it's just Ford Thunder Erickson. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So your podcast. Hmm. I remember you said it's you started it this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Tell us about that. So you started this year. Why did you start it? Um. I mean, like I said, I I'd like wanted to because I really like interviewing people. You know, like I like talking to people and like getting to know them, like hearing their story and stuff, you know, but I really love like big transformation that's happened in the last 10 years is like just realizing like the outdoors is a big deal for me. Um, and I, you know, I was on like scouts and stuff growing up, but it wasn't like part of like a huge thing for my life. And it's, you know, I've worked in wilderness therapy for the last like six years on and off, um, like helping at risk youth, giving them like an opportunity to go out and like spend like two months out in nature straight to just like reset and so and i've felt like the healing power of that and so i just really love it and i feel like i've met so many people and i've been so like blessed to be able to like because of the weird circles that i found myself in like i've been able to get to know all these like really amazing like in this weird kind of niche audience like like world-renowned people and uh and i've just wanted to like have conversations about it like how being outside and being in the wilderness has like like affected their heart you know and affect like you know done something to their soul kind of thing and so and so that's kind of the name of it so why we hike like why do you do it you know because a lot of times you're out there like i've had so many times out in the wilderness where it's like it's you're not having fun you know like (laughs) when you're out there with a bunch of like angry kids for you know three days straight in like nonstop rainstorm and we don't have tents or anything and it's just like the most miserable thing you know <laughs> and your water is from this like we call them cow tanks oh, where there's cool. like leeches and stuff and you're like you know oh my gosh you know this isn't the greatest thing right now and you're just like i just want to see the sun i just want to see the sun oh. so bad and then the sun finally comes out you're like oh my gosh the sun it's back and so and there's some sometimes when you're in those moments you're like why do I do this? You know, or even if you're like just on like a regular day hike and you're like, it's just really hard, you know, like your legs are hurting and stuff. And you're like, why am I doing this again? You know, I think it's good to be reminded of that. Yeah. And I know on your podcast, you said it's an outdoor podcast with some soul. Yeah. And I think that's perfect. (laughs) It just sums up everything you just said. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, with me, I like hiking and yeah, I have not gone the depths of everything you've gone through. (laughs) My hiking just is like, you know, just a cash hike. Yeah. <laughs> um, five totally five miles me, round trip. Five miles. <laughs> there you go, round trip. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But I I went to Zion's recently, and yeah, it mm. pushes you mentally. And you're mm. like, why am I doing this? But after you feel so, like, great. And but it's like a weird dichotomy, right? Because 
because it's like oh yeah you could you could go to the gym which i enjoy like doing regular workouts and stuff too mm-hmm. for sure but it's like the dichotomy of like yeah it's like really hard like when you're in zion it was like hard work so hard but also too. so beautiful and like surreal yes. right and so it's this mm-hmm. interesting experience of like uh-huh. it's doing something to you you know totally and being out in nature you totally get something from it too mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but you just feel yeah. so good mm-hmm. i love this so how Definitely. many episodes have you done oh 11 or 12 okay perfect you started when we started basically right yeah you guys are cranking them out man you guys are machines <laughs> no, i'm so you. impressed <laughs> you. man it's so fun doing it too with like we're both kind of we started this year yeah like, all of us yeah. together in a way so it's kind of nice just like getting no it really is yeah to like to see the way you guys do it it's like so impressive you're so oh, nice. You're so it's, nice. Man. You guys, you literally, you guys really need to check out his podcast. It's so professional. Yeah, and it's so good. So good. We yeah, love it. Thank you so much. Everyone yeah. you have on there, how do you find them? It's just like, like I said, I've been really lucky because being in like, so like a big part of what I do, like the wilderness therapy program I work at, Anasazi Foundation, it's really based on giving the kids what we call a primitive living experience. So mm-hmm. an opportunity like as like, as much as the state will let us, we try to let them live like as stripped down as possible. So we don't have tents, you know, we don't have lighters, we don't have flashlights, we don't have toilets, we don't have, we didn't even used to have water filters, we do now. Like You didn't wow. used to have water filters? Uh-uh. Oh. Like, My we would still like purify our water, but like, so it's just, you know, we don't, we don't really pay attention to the time, like watches. We don't have any electronics, you know, except, except for like staff. We have it for like, you know, emergencies and stuff like satellite phones and stuff. But like we just wanted to. Yeah. So so everything's based around like learning the skills of the ancient people. Like all of our ancestors knew how to live off the land. Mm-hmm. And so and I'm going to pause you for one second. Mm-hmm. So in Abby's video, she's done one of them. I think it was the last episode. So mm-hmm. we're on like episode Six or something? something like three. That. So the last. Are we on episode three? <laughs> this is actually yeah. embarrassing. Doesn't it seem like there are like episodes? Seems like there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the longest process ever. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Part of the story is what I'm trying to <laughs> say. That's actually so embarrassing. But the last episode we watched, not this one, but the last one, you built a fire. Yeah. Without uh, any. Right in front of our eyes. Yes. It was honestly amazing. It was very I'm impressive. So impressed. I was just like, whoa, out. what is going on? This is amazing. Amazing. So, so cool. Thanks. Did you learn that skill like prior to this whole trip? No. Done, or do you have no. you learned it there? Uh, I mean, when I was at BYU-Idaho, I was just barely starting to get into the outdoors. And, but, and it was kind of like I was getting towards the end of my college time there. And I was starting to realize like, oh, there's this major called recreation management. You can major in recreation? Oh. <laughs> Oh but, my God, that would have been sweet. so good. Like and makes, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. No, you're good. But you studied psychology? Sociology, sociology. and psychology a little bit, yeah. Oh, okay, I missed. Okay, continue. But I needed like two more credits or something to be full-time one semester, and I always tried to make take as like bare minimum credits as possible. And so I just needed two more to be able to get my financial aid. And so I was just like scanning around looking for random classes. And I saw this one called Wilderness Survival. And I was like, whoa, they teach a class about that? Whoa. And so I was like, that sounds kind of cool. And so I signed up for it. And it ended up being my favorite class I took my entire college. And it didn't like, I didn't need it at all. Like the credits didn't go to anything. Just just so I could get financial aid so I could be full time. 
And it was my favorite class. And so I learned like the real, real like beginning, like basics. It took me like about three years of practicing to be able to get it down like regularly. Like I couldn't get it. There was like, yeah, like two years where I never, ever successfully got it. And so, but fire was like the one thing I always want to learn. So I'm like so grateful that the gods have like <laughs> given me the gift. Cause it just, and people are like, well, what do you do different? I'm like, I don't know. It just started working one day. It just worked. Do you think because of this, there's a TV show, and I think we talked about this before, but there's like 10 people that go out and they have to be out there for 100 days. Oh, yeah, alone. Alone, is that what that yeah, is? Yeah. Like, do you think that you could be on it? Uh, I definitely would have to learn, like, especially like hunting and stuff. Like, yeah. oh, man, I'm really... Do you like hunting? I've never been hunting in my life. So I'm like really scared of like blood and guts. So that's yeah. something I really need to overcome. Same. Fish, no, fish, fish yeah, fish. I could do a little better, which I'm still like real novice at that. But those are like my main weaknesses, which is like the main things you need to know on that show. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like I said, Dude. what you guys were talking about earlier, like, like I know a lot of people who have been on that show, like. That's a lot so like I've worked cool. with them That's at Anasazi awesome. and stuff. I've just been blessed to like be able to rub shoulders with all these people who are like amazing. Like I don't know, have you seen some of Alone? A little bit, yeah. So the one where they have to be there for a hundred days, I don't know if you remember, but one of them's name is Callie. Callie you Russell. Yeah, like I I worked with her like a decent amount there. Yeah, that and she is was like so cool. She like lives in the mountains with goats and she wears like what? you know, deer skin boots that are like <sighs> she made and like what? and then when we like get off the trail and all of us kind of like go back to wearing like normal clothes. She just is exactly the same because that's just who she is, you know? And I'm like, Whoa, just people awesome. like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I've just gotten to know all these people. So I'm like, dang, like I have access to all these like really like amazing experienced people. I need to like that's so cool. record wow. them, that is you know? That's so cool. So, that's awesome. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. So I hope this was a little snippet for our uh, listeners for your podcast. Yeah. That's so amazing. I'm not really as quick. Yeah. Before we move on, do you have like something like your craziest hiking story? Yes. Hmm. Or that's like not true anything? Because when you podcast, you're you're hiking. Like right now, like yeah, you're like doing Wilson it. And I have done. We're like in our rooms. Our guests, yeah, we're like mm. on a couch or something. Right now, we're in Ford's bedroom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, but when you interview your everyone, mm -hmm. your guest speakers, you're hiking. Yeah. Yeah, I like to do it when we're like outside. I like the sound of like the river That's in the background simple. or the birds or something. And it sounds awesome. It does sound Yeah, amazing. thank you so much. Yeah. So I know like you've gone through some crazy hikes trying to find a good spot to mm. yeah, sit down on, but is there anything crazy that you want to like cut out? You almost um, die and you're like, okay, cut this part out. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had a lot of experiences. I guess, I don't know, maybe... One that comes to mind. Have you ever heard of the John Muir Trail by chance? It's in California in the mm -hmm. Sierra Nevada mountains. So it's like a, you ever heard of the Pacific Crest Trail? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so the, so, no, no, you're, you're fine. So the Pacific Crest Trail, the, it's a trail that runs from the Canadian border all the way down to Mexico, like through oh, I Washington. Oh, podcast with a girl. Yeah, yeah. She was so cute. Yeah, she's amazing. amazing. So yeah, she she's done the Pacific Crest Trail, another trail called the Appalachian Trail, which is the same thing, but on the east. And then she also just finished called the Continental Divide Trail, which goes from like Montana, Wyoming, all the way down. They're all like over 
like 2,500 miles and she's done all three. Like she's hardcore. Oh. Anyway, oh so like, yeah, I know these like amazing people. Anyway, wow. so a little section of the of the Pacific Crest Trail is called the John Muir Trail. And it's about like 211-ish miles. I had heard about it and I got this like little inkling in my soul. They used to have this documentary about it on Netflix about the John Muir Trail. And it's called Mile, Mile and a Half. I remember I watched that and I was like, whoa that'd be cool but that's like that's like out of my league you know like backpacking 211 miles you know um especially like years ago when i wasn't really into the outdoors i was like i would never consider myself even like considering doing something like that you know yeah and but anyway just like chain of events in life like you know life is so crazy like you never know where you're gonna be or what you're gonna be like you know where you're gonna be led and years later i found myself like on the John Muir Trail. And I ended up doing the last like 100 miles by myself, which that like, so when I was out there, like I felt like normal. I was like, oh, I'm just out here like hiking, you know? But every once in a while I'd have these like moments like, what the heck is happening right now? Like 10 years ago, I would have never like, like I was just barely like realizing like, oh, I think I like going on walks, you know? Right. And let alone being in like the tallest mountain range in the lower 48 by myself backpacking, you know? And anyway, I had like, it's a long story, but I had at one of our like checkpoints, it's like way out, it's at this ranch, like way out in the middle of nowhere. And that's, you have to like mail yourself food beforehand. So you have to go there to pick it up. And so it takes a lot of preparation. But when I go there, when I got there to pick up my food, I was like, okay, I'm going to separate from my group. Um, just because I want to finish a little faster. And so they, you could buy some internet time. It was like dial-up internet because they're like way out in the boonies. And so I bought some internet time, and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a plane ticket to go home. And so so then I was like, I bought the plane ticket, so it's like, okay, I got to finish oh, on this like wow. schedule. But I was kind of excited because I was like, oh, this is like a big challenge, you know, like going by myself, like trying to like really push these miles in and like, just like the experience of being by myself out here. Like, I feel like that, that sounds kind of cool. Just see like how far I can push myself. Like I was just kind of like excited for the adventure, yeah. you know? And it was really awesome. But after like, it was funny cause it was about a hundred miles I had to do in about like five and a half days. And like, I, uh, like the first day was awesome. I was just like cruising, cruising. I was like, this is amazing. And the second day was pretty good as well. And then the third day I started kind of hitting a wall yeah. and I kind of started going crazy. <laughs> Uh, like, I would. Like, <laughs> it was weird because it was like, okay, I got 100 miles. And like the first day I did like 22 or something like that. Amazing. And I was like, that's a huge day. Like that was yeah. awesome. And then the wow. next day I did like another 22 or something like that. And I'm like, I'm killing it. Thanks. And so like the third day I started kind of hitting this weird wall. And I started getting in this like weird mood. Like I think I was just starting to get kind of exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I legitimately was like kind of going a little bit crazy. I was just like, I got to this, I was in this weird headspace where I was like mad. I don't even know what I was mad at, but I was just like angry. It was probably really funny to watch, but like I would be like coming up on the trail to like the river crossing and there'd be like, you know, like eight hikers, like all like untying their shoes and stuff, getting ready for the river crossing. And I was just so mad that I did not even care about anything. And so I just like keep hiking. They're like, Hey, how you doing? And everyone's like really friendly out there on the trail. Like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, Hi. 
And I just like, just walk straight through the river and just keep going. And they're like, well, what's wrong with that guy? And then I remember I get like confused on a couple like trail junctions. And I remember I had my like trekking pole. And I remember at one point I was like, like smacking trees as I was going by with my trekking pole. Like, and think even, even saying it out loud now, I'm like, what in the heck? Like, what a jerk. You know, like if I saw some guy like just like walking, like, like muttering to himself, I'm like what is wrong with that guy? You had a but reason. That's like, that's like where I was at, you know? So, so that was, this, it was going to be my last like hard day. The last day and a half was going to be like all downhill. This is my, my last like big mountain pass. I had to go through. So I was like super motivated. Like, okay, I'm just going to knock it out. My last hard day. And I was going throughout that day, going throughout that day. And I was starting to get really tired. I just kept going. It was like starting to get steep and steep and it's a long pass. And I was just like hiking and hiking. And I was like struggling. It was really cool. Cause I was like, it was like a spiritual journey for me. Um, I remember at one point, this guy just like appeared at one point in the trail. He just crossed paths with me and he was going the opposite direction and he was like, hey, man, how you doing? Are you doing the John Muir Trail? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, dude, you're almost there, man. Like, you almost finished it. And and he and he just, like, looked me in the eye, like, super sincerely and was like, you got this. Like, you're going to finish it. You are going to finish. And I, like, <laughs> I didn't start crying until after he walked away. <laughs> but I was, I, it was like it was like an angel from God, like, in that moment that just, like, appeared. And, uh, and he was just like, you got this, like, you're going to finish. Do you realize that? Like you are going to finish the John Muir trail. Oh, that's and anyway, so I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And eventually I made it to the top. It was like really surreal making it to the top of Donahue pass. And I was the only one up there. And like, (laughs) it was like, all of a sudden I just like unleashed every emotion. Like I just started bawling. But it was a really, really powerful experience because for me, what I got out of it was it was like God was giving me a hug and saying like, you doubt yourself so much, but look what you can accomplish. Like, look what you look what you just did. Ten years ago, you never even would have conceived that you could have done something like this. But look at where you are at now. And if you just stick with me, like there's no limit to what you can do. That's what it like felt in my soul at that moment. And so it was so like empowering and humbling. Yeah. So that was one experience that was really meaningful to me. So sorry, that was a long story. That's so amazing. Thank you. To the gospel in so many ways. Yeah. And just to think like that's so physically, mentally and emotionally just taxing all Mm. of that. Yeah. Gosh, I I could not. I know. Seriously. And I, I just remember reminded of like a friend that she just uh, did a, oh my gosh, not a 5k, but a, what is it? A marathon. Marathon. Mm. And she said it was the most spiritual, spiritual thing. Really? She felt so connected with her body. Hmm. And I just, mm-hmm. and I was thinking like, just like you, because of that whole experience, it was so spiritual for you. Yeah. And that's so cool when you like really go through something so hard, you mm. really rely on God and just appreciate your body and everything mm. that he's given you. And you were in yeah. nature and what he's made for us. That yeah. is such a cool yeah. story. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. Good, that is amazing. Good job. <laughs> Way to Way go. go. Seriously. Thanks, guys. That is so awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, it was cool. Amazing. I'm inspired. Now I want to hike. <laughs> <I know. laughs> All right. Let's get you out I'll there. Start, I'll start with 
You heard it right here, folks. <laughs> Brooke is starting to hike. So good. So one of the other things that you like to do is you have a YouTube channel. Uh -huh. And I like to make videos too. And that's probably yeah. why we just had this connection. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We both have that creative point of making weird videos. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. Um, so first, yeah, while we're talking, you guys, everyone should look up his YouTube channel so you can go through his videos while we're talking about them. So um, where do we even begin? How long, how long have you had this YouTube channel? Um, I mean, the first, if you go by like the first video I uploaded, that was, <laughs> it's anyone who like really digs into the depths of my YouTube channel, they'll find like a really weird video that the first one that I ever <laughs> uploaded when I was like a lot younger and I'm like playing guitar in my room. And that was in like 2007 or something like that. But when I like actually started like making videos, I think it was the first one I ever like actually made, like learned how to like sort of edit a video. I think it was in 2012. And so that's probably really when it started, 2012. Okay. And I started like trying to do it a little more seriously in like 2017 or like regularly. Because he has, a, you have a really good following. Yeah, you do for sure. And your videos are so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was watching some of them. I was dying. Um, how oh, would you thanks. describe your style? I always had a really hard time with that because I'm like, I don't know what the heck my style is. I know that my sister says sometimes my videos might frighten her children. <laughs> but I'm not sure how to like encapsulate that exactly. But somebody told me this guy that I really respect. His name's Luke. He's really smart. He like works for Studio C and stuff. Yeah, and he told me, he said, my humor is kind of a, uh, there's a, a genre called absurdist humor, just like really <laughs> absurd humor. And he said, that's, I'm kind of a little more in that realm. And I'm like, hmm, that makes sense. I like really weird things. There's not really punchlines necessarily, just like, just weird, just kind of chaos. This is, I think, one thing that's weird about me because like my podcast, it's like a little bit more of like a serious, you know, yeah. thing, like. But then my YouTube channel, like I said, is just total mayhem. <laughs> and some of the videos are so weird, but it's weird. I try to like approach like each one that I make. Like I like ask for inspiration and stuff like that. And I like I pray about them and stuff. And I get like pure inspiration sometimes. And I'm like, I believe it comes from God. I'm like, you know, the way we, at least that traditionally we view God. I'm like, wow, he's got a crazy sense of humor. Anyway, I've had some like crazy experiences. So I don't know. I approach both creative projects the same way. But uh, anyway, yeah, the most recent video was the same way. I feel like I got a lot of inspiration from it. And it was like I wanted to personify COVID-19 as like a, as a person and do an interview with COVID-19. And I had a lot of fun that, with that one. So I like <laughs> so the way good. that one turned out. It's so I And I it. like that because everyone – is different and everyone has different hobbies and things so mm. i like that you just are okay with just and you keep saying it's weird but it's just it's fun it's people <laughs> that yeah people every i like it it's your videos are so creative thanks thanks so much so you guys need to check out his youtube channel and maybe you'll see me on it one day yeah no i really want to get brooke on there man she's got some amazing <laughs> acting skills that'd be amazing <laughs> oh man you don't know i like to make uh, videos it's the best yeah yeah oh yeah. man that would when I get on you, when I get you on a video, I feel like that's gonna be like, all of a sudden, that's what's gonna make my channel. 
Viral. Bam. That's gonna be it. Bam. Brooke's a heck of an actor, man. No, I'm not at all. But it's she, so crazy when yes, people go viral. Because it's like Abby, you know, she had mm. like 400 followers and then now she has like 66,000. Yeah. We're going to get crazy. <laughs> we are. Man, oh man. So also, yeah, check out Ford's podcast and YouTube yes. channel. Because he yes. is just the best. Yeah. Okay, so your turnout story before mm. we begin. In conclusion of all of this, your turnout story. Oh, boy, howdy. Uh, okay. So, a little bit of my... Maybe I hinted on a little bit of it earlier. I didn't know which... Because I feel like everybody's got a lot of turnout stories, you know, if you if you think about it. But I, this is the kind of one I kind of felt like maybe I should share. Um, so, a little bit of my background, like, growing up. This, like... I don't know if you guys or anyone else who's listened to this has ever felt this way, but like, have you ever felt like each person kind of has like a prime age of their soul? Like what I mean is like, like for example, I've known a couple of good friends who like, they just seem like an elderly person, not like in a bad way. And they'll even say that like, oh yeah, like I'm a grandma at my core for sure. Yeah. You know, like I have a friend named Meg and we all just call her old Meg because she's just like a grandma. And she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, and we have, like, and so, and then I've known friends as well who, like, maybe they're even, like, a couple years younger than me. But, like, you know, they get, like, married pretty quick and start cranking out the kids. And then all of a sudden they have this, like, successful career. And then they're, like, going bald. And, like, <laughs> and I see them. And they, like, they seem like they're, like, just killing it. Like, they're in their, like mid 40s like not once again not like in a negative way but just like yeah. they're like in their prime like middle-aged dad like they are killing it like this is like where their their comfort zone you know kind mm-hmm. of thing my prime i think is like 16 to 18 years old like teenager years i loved it so much i don't know if there's ever been a kid in the history of the world who enjoyed high school as much as i did i'd be willing to wager no way to measure that but like i loved it so much and i know that's a lot different from a lot of other people because they think like a lot of people hate like it was a really traumatic time for them you know it's like a weird time anyway and everyone's like really excited to leave high school but i was i did not want to leave high school like i loved every single day so much i had so much fun i was really blessed to have like an amazing group of friends like we would sometimes look at it like how did we all end up in the same neighborhood? Like my friend that I live here with at my house, we have like a mannequin head in our window that Brooke saw when she was coming over here. Yeah. And, and I always have to tell people they're like, Oh, I knew it was your house Ford when there was a mannequin head in the window. And, and I'm like, Oh, that's not mine. That's my, that's my roommates. And we grew up together, like in the same neighborhood and we're just all into the same like weird things anyway. So I just loved it so much and I didn't never, ever wanted to grow up. And I remember talking with my parents and this sounds really, really depressing. And I didn't mean it in a depressing way, but like after I graduated high school, like I was so sad that I couldn't go back to high school that next fall. Like I remember like crying and stuff and like being really upset um, about it because I didn't know what to do. Like I was like, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have a career. No career interests me. I had never heard of a single career any job at all that I was like, yeah, I want to do that. I was like, I just don't want to do that. Like I just saw my parents were like amazing 
hard hardest workers in the world but you know they didn't really have jobs that they were passionate about but they like just grinded away year after year because they loved us and wanted to take care of us you know and i just kind of saw that and i was like god oh, man like i just don't want to get trapped like that like i just love being a kid so much and the depressing thing i was referring to was like i remember like i i wanted to serve a mission for my church and i remember talking with my friend that i went to high school with who kind of felt the same way about life and we were talking about how we we really hoped that we would die on our missions and it sounds like really depressing it wasn't like a suicidal thing like i didn't have any like suicidal thoughts or struggle with that but i just really wanted to die <laughs> it sounds really depressing you but i was just like like, like kind of in a positive way it was like yeah like i i don't what I need to learn. yeah like i i don't want to deal with what's coming that's at least the way that i viewed it you know like i didn't know anything about adulthood but i was like it looks awful uh i went on a mission i didn't die <laughs> on my mission i'm glad i didn't die and so i get back and i'm like huh well i guess i'm supposed to go to college now that's what people do i guess i don't really know anything about college i've literally never thought about college in my life uh so i guess i'll apply so i applied i was like well i could go to byu idaho or idaho state university mm, i don't really want to go to byu idaho because I don't want to go somewhere where there's like everyone's the same religion and stuff, you know. And so I applied to Idaho State University. Once again, I don't understand anything about college or like how to apply or deadlines or anything. And I applied to Idaho State and I didn't get in. I, I didn't get accepted. And so I wrote an appeal letter like you can do. And it was like a pretty good appeal letter. And they reviewed it and they decided to accept me to Idaho State. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to go to college. I guess. Um, but during this time, I started feeling like I should consider BYU-Idaho. Like, just kind of kept feeling that. And it kind of the feeling just kind of kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where I was like, hmm, well, maybe I'll look into it. I'll apply to BYU-Idaho. And I, once again, did not understand how deadlines worked. I didn't realize that the deadline to apply for the semester I was trying to go for was, like, before I even got home from my mission. <laughs> And so, like, I was so naive. I didn't understand how college worked. Anyway, so this is, like, November, okay? And I was applying for the January semester, but the deadline was, like, September or something like that. A long time ago. And eventually I got to a point where I was like, okay, it feels really clear to me that I should go to BYU-Idaho. So, whatever. I'll just go with that, but I don't care. And so I applied, but I didn't understand how it worked. And so I was just, like, waiting and waiting, like, man wonder what they're going to tell me if I got into college. I remember it was like Christmas and I was like, man, college is starting pretty soon. Hopefully they'll let me know soon because, because, uh, I need to know cause I need to find somewhere to live. And then somehow I like got on the website. I was like, huh? And then I saw like the deadline thing and I was like, Oh, I applied like four months late. Anyway. So, uh, I was like, okay, whatever. And then I just happened to have like some, friends from high school who like weren't students at the time and they were living in Rexburg and they were like hey we heard you go back from your mission you want to come live with us and I was like oh yeah that'd be cool I'll just move to Rexburg and then I'll get in the next semester you know because mm -hmm. everybody gets into BYU-Idaho that's the other thing if you don't know about BYU-Idaho everybody gets in yeah yep. it's not I mean it's a great school I really did love it there and it's a great school but you know it's not like a prestigious you know what I mean it's not like Harvard yeah. or something Anyway, so 
I moved up to Rexburg, got a job at Taco Bell, changed my life. And I went into the admissions office to ask them, like, oh, what can I do to, like, improve my chances for next time I apply, you know? Like, what are some weaknesses on my application? They're like, well, uh, your ACT score is pretty low. And I was like, yeah, I know that. But I was like, I don't remember anything from high school. Like, there's no point in retaking that because I'm not going to get a better score. And they're like, also, but another thing you can do is there's, like, night classes that, like, anyone can sign up for. And they're like, if you take, like, a couple of those and do well in those, you know, there's a good chance that will help you get in. Anyway, so I took a semester, I took like two or three classes of just night classes, and I like worked really hard because I was like motivated, you know, and I got good grades. I got like two A's and a B, I think. So then I was like, okay, sweet, I'll get in. The, the next time I applied, I got accepted, but it said as a summer only student. And I was like, huh, I don't know what that means. And everyone I asked, they're like, I never heard of that before. I don't know what that means, but I was like, whatever. And at BYU-Idaho, to go to school there, you have to live in, like, what they call campus-approved housing. So I was like, oh, sweet, I finally can live in approved housing. And so I moved into a place, took another semester. So this will be two semesters of credits under my belt, took another semester of classes, and did well again. I worked really hard. And so at this point, I had, like, a 3.5 GPA at, like, 20 credits or something like that, something like that. So I was, like, doing well, you know, and I had been accepted. You know, I was, like, on campus. I was the real, I was a real-life college student. And then I go to move to a different um, housing complex that fall and sign the contract and everything. I was moving in with a friend. And then like a week later, I got a call from the housing people from that place. And they're like, hey, uh, you, it says you're not a student. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, it says we can't let you live here because you're not coming up as a student. And I was like, oh, that must be like a mistake or something. Cause like, come on, I'm obviously a student. Like I took classes. I was like living in approved housing. And they're like, well, you might want to go talk to the admissions because they, I don't know, we can't let you live here until something's fixed. And I was like, that must be a glitch. Anyway, so I went and talked to them. They're like, oh, yeah, like you're not a student anymore. What? You're just accepted for one semester. Oh. And I was like, oh. What? And they're like, yeah, it's kind of like a trial semester. So so you have to reapply again. I was like, oh, uh. okay. And uh, once again, since then, I've never heard of that <laughs> before or since. But so I was like, well, that's weird. And so I moved out didn't move into that place didn't take classes that next semester but i applied again and i was like okay but this time it didn't even enter my brain i was like okay this next time like i'm absolutely a shoe in right like i was so close like it was such a on the borderline that like eh, we'll let him in for one semester you know and then i did really well that semester so like and once again byu idaho is not harvard you know everyone else just gets in so i'm like okay like <laughs> I'm going to be in, you know? And so it didn't even cross my mind. I was just like, okay, like I'll just start in what year was it at this point? I'll just start January, 2009. That's what year we were at. I'll, that's what I'll be in school. So I was like looking for a place to live, blah, blah, blah. I found out I got rejected <laughs> and I was like, no, what? So it's been about two years at this point that I've been living in Rexburg, working at Taco Bell, oh. just, <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> But having a great time, really enjoying my time. But like, world? I'm like, okay, no one else seems to have to go through this. Anyway, and so I wrote like an appeal letter like I did with Idaho State University a couple years earlier. And like, I got this thing like reviewed by like so many people. Like my sister was a journalist um, for a newspaper. So she's a really good writer. I had her like review it. Like this thing was good. Like it was powerful, man. It was, it was punchy. And, uh, sent that in 
And I thought, I was like, okay, they're going to read that and be like, oh, I didn't realize how hard this kid's been working, you know, somehow just slipped through the cracks. I got my answer from the appeal letter and it got rejected. No. <laughs> and I was like, no. I just like collapsed. I was like, I have no I'm idea. How... Right I was like, I don't I'm understand how, like, how do you get into college? I just <laughs> want to go to college because yeah. that's what I'm supposed to do, I guess. But I cannot get into this college, which is not a hard college to get into. And so I remember, and my dad was like furious, bless his heart. Oh, yeah. He like, he wrote an angry letter to the uh, president of the school, just like ripping him to shreds. (laughs) And uh, I remember I just like moped into the admissions office and they're like, hi, how can we help you today? And I was like, I just... I've been trying to get into the school. I just want to go to college. Over two years, and I cannot figure out how to get into this college. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay. And uh, <laughs> I was just like defeated, you know? Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I was like emailing back and forth with the person who sent me, like, told me my appeal le- letter was rejected. But then finally, after like two years, this person was like, oh, so, yeah, to go to BYU-Idaho, you have to have a minimum of a 16 on the ACT or you can't go to school here. And then if you have below that, like, you'll never get in. And I got a 14 on the ACT when I was in high school. And I was like, oh, okay. So I I have to retake it. This is January, two, December, January 2009. I went and retook it, which was a weird experience because I was, like, five, six years older than every every other kid in there was in high school. <laughs> You know, and I'm like 23 years old in there and I took it and I didn't know anything. So I just got to the point I was just filling in bubbles like I wouldn't even read the questions after a while because I was like, I got to finish it. I would like try the first two questions. I'm like, I don't understand any of this, but I'm getting way too far behind and finished and left. And I was like, I don't know what's happening with my life. I'm like taking tests with high school kids and can't get into college. Anyway, it takes a while to get results back. A few weeks later, I got the results, and I got a 17. Oh. Got a 17 on the ACT. And so I was like, okay, take this BYU-Idaho. I'm smart now. (laughs) And so I applied again. Once again, this is like January 2009. I applied again. I was like, okay, surely they'll let me in. And I'll start school the spring semester in like April because that's how BYU-Idaho does it. And I get a letter back after a little while, and it says, congratulations. And I'm like, oh, finally, this two-and-a-half-year saga is finally finished. And they're like, congratulations, you have been accepted into BYU-Idaho. I'm like, oh, I did it. Uh. And they said, you will begin school January 2010. <laughs> so a year later, and I was like, oh. Are you kidding Yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh. So I didn't start I school. I had, I'd been living in Rexburg for like over three years waiting to get oh. into school. So I didn't start until I was 24. And that's why. And at the time I was like, because like nobody my age was still in school. Like everyone had graduated. Like everyone was moving on. You know what I mean? Like I was 24. Like everybody, you know, on the normal course of life was like finishing up. So then I spent, I finished in 2014. I finished in four years. After that, back then, and especially now, I look back and I'm like, I am so unbelievably grateful that that happened. I am so glad that I was like mysteriously rejected for three years because my experiences in Rexburg, especially those 
extra years, quote unquote. Like everything that I'm doing now is because of things that I got involved in during those extra years oh and people that I met. Like I played in so many bands during that time and like I got involved with this thing called Deep Love, a ghostly rock opera. And we eventually like went to New York City and played at the New York oh. Musical Theater Festival. And that became a huge part of my life. Um, I started like I remember the first moments getting invited to like like do some film stuff and like make videos with people and that was like the first little inklings that I was like huh maybe I want to try something else like and I felt really guided to that and you know even like my journey with like the wilderness and everything we were talking about earlier like that was guided by people that I met there and I just felt like because I was so growing up I was like so anti-adulthood it took me a little extra time to kind of figure out what my passions were like post high school. And I needed that. I didn't realize I did, but if I would have just gone to college and been like, all right, I could have probably found like a good job that I was like decently happy at, but I think I wouldn't have ever gotten to the point where I really found what I really love, which I feel like I do now. And so I like, I can't even imagine how different my life would be if that didn't happen to me. It all turned out good. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes sorry, that was, it's just that was pretty all about long-winded. timing. No, you're good. It's all about timing sometimes, and it just doesn't. Even though it might not feel like it's working out, it actually is, and it's very surprising. And that's so good. Yeah. That it turned out for the, you. Yeah, but like in the moment, I'm like, yeah, it just it sucks. It mm. totally does. And you're like, where's the turnout in this? You yeah. Wait, three, wait, even you gotta wait years this yeah so you actually recognize like oh there was a turnout and now you're grateful for it mm. and so this yeah. is too because like i feel like i'm in a rut so just know like hey like maybe three years from now i'll be like oh yeah it was actually yeah so it was a blessing yeah so thanks for sharing that that was a really good perspective yeah yeah thank you're you so, so much yeah you're such a hard worker and you kept trying and trying that's awesome and you didn't give up i would have given up <laughs> i know i'm like okay i'm not gonna go to college <laughs> well part of it was like i don't hard. know what the heck i'm supposed to do so if college yeah. is a good excuse to do something productive yeah but thanks for sharing yeah thanks Thank sorry it's pretty so long-winded much. i apologize no don't apologize no. this is so good this we appreciate it thank you so You're much such a good person and we loved having you on today man it's, we really like did is i'm not even like just trying to be like silly this is like a huge honor for me being on I, you I guys' like podcast. Like, we're actually getting deep. You're I, so I nice. Even know. But yeah. yeah, you guys are great. Thanks so much for having me on here, man. Keep doing what you guys are doing. You guys are doing good stuff. Thank you. Good Thank podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I listen to it regularly. You're so awesome. Yeah. You're so awesome. <laughs> You're so awesome. Thank well, you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Mm. And check out Ford's Instagram, him on Abby Ayers. Um, ITTV series, The Murder Mystery. Check him up on YouTube and his podcast, Blabby Hike. <laughs> Thanks, yes. guys. You're great. The best. Thank you so much. Okay, well, we will be here next week. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Love you all. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>